So now we're going to move to a whole different thing on patterns. We're talking about the pattern of prayer. Part three of our series on patterns is the pattern um, uh, of prayer. Now, we're going to look at this from a, a few different ways. Number one, we're going to see Jesus's example on how to pray. That's the first part. That's how we're going to look. So, so, this, so this third part of the series is going to have like three subsets. The first one is Jesus' example on how to pray, right? The second one is going to be Jesus' example of how not to pray. <laughs> Believe it or not, in the Bible, Jesus talks about don't pray like this. And he goes down a whole list of things not to do when you're praying right. and how not to be when you're praying. Right. Okay? That's going to be a fun lesson. Can't wait to get to that one. <laughs> I almost wanted to do it first, but I said, nope, I'm going to follow the pattern that God gave me. Tell me to go with this one first. <laughs> but I wanted to do that one because that one's funnier. Because um, we get to make fun of church people in that one. Um, so, <laughs> no, I'm just messing around. Um, and then the third one is, is biblical examples of, of prayer and how to pray uh, and, and, and prayer and things like that. Okay. Um, um, now, what I'm not going to do is necessarily tell you like what to say when you pray right. or when to pray. Because to be quite frankly, that's none of my business. The thing about prayer um, is that it is foundational to our relationship with God. You can't have a relationship with somebody you don't talk to. That's true. That's true. I mean, even people who have long distance relationships talk. Yeah. Whether you're on the phone or whether it's, you know, text message, you know, FaceTime, whatever. You can't have a relationship with somebody you don't talk to. You can't have a functioning relationship. Right. You know what I mean? With somebody when you don't talk at all. Right. right? right. Prayer is foundational to our relationship um, with God. So that's why it's so, uh, so um, uh, important. All right, here we go. Um, remember, just for definition purposes in the series, a pattern is a form or model proposed for imitation, a particular way in which something is done or organized or in which something happens, right? Right. Again, I think I sent that to everybody in the notes, right? A pattern, a form or model proposed for imitation, a particular way in which something is done or organized or in which way something happens. And so just as we saw examples for responses to the enemy from Jesus, we also see examples on how to pray, right? Now watch this. The first example that Jesus teaches us about prayer doesn't even happen when he prays. The sheer fact that Jesus prays shows us that we need to pray. Right. That's true. Right? Yeah, that's true. Before we even look at one word that he says, before we look at anything regarding Jesus praying, the fact that Jesus prayed that's right. that's true. Hmm. emphasizes the fact that what? We need to pray. Somebody turn to Philippians 2 and 6. When you get there, let me know. I'm going to give you the mic. You there, you there, Charles? All right, go right ahead. Philippians 2 and 6. Mm -hmm. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So Jesus, watch this, being in the form of God, thought it not uh, robbery to be equal with God. He prayed to God. Yeah. And so if he did that, mm -hmm. how much more do we ought to pray? Now watch this. Second example. Again, the fact that Jesus prayed emphasizes the fact that we need to pray. Amen. Here we go. Watch this. Individually and corporately. Right. Individually and corporately. Hey, at Impact, we used to do it on, like, Thursday nights, and then we started doing it on Saturday. Say, so, hey, you know, instead of service, or, or for service, we're going to pray. So here we go. John 1, 1 through 14. In the beginning was what? The Word. And the Word was with who? God. And the Word was who? God. He was in the beginning with who? 
God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him, we're talking about the word, talking about Jesus, right, was life, and the life was the what? Light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness could not comprehend it. Here we go. He says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Right. Here we go. He says that was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own. We're talking about Jesus. Right. This is the same. This is what they were talking about. In, in, this is what he was talking about in verse one. So all this is about Jesus. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of what? Of God. Right. He says to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Here we go. Fourteen. And the word became what? Flesh and dealt among us. And we beheld his glory, uh, the glory of the uh, only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. So if the word who was with God from the beginning came in flesh and when he was here in flesh prayed how much more should we ought to pray that's true that's true so before we even look at how jesus prayed or what he said about prayer just the fact that he prayed and emphasized prayer and even throughout the book of luke luke's for some reason focused a lot on the prayer life of jesus read through luke and so the fact that he shows that jesus prayed so much shows us that if he had to do it this much we ought to be a people of prayer as well. Amen. Amen. All right, here we go. So now Jesus also set the example. Um, so we see that he prayed, right? <laughs> so that's number one, Jesus prayed. Number two, he prayed frequently. Go to Luke. Go to Luke 5, Luke 5, 16. I'm going to start at, uh, let's, so basically when you look at 12, this is when Jesus cleanses a, a leper, a guy with leprosy. So then at 14, it says, however, the report went around concerning him all the more, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities, right? Because uh, 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 so, Jesus told the guy, don't tell anybody this. Right? He said, go show yourself clean. He says this in, in 14. And he says, but don't tell anybody. But anyway, he said the report went around and people found out about it. But in 16, it says, so he, he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and he prayed. Meaning Jesus, it says oftentimes, meaning frequently, meaning a lot, stepped away. And withdrew himself and went into the wilderness to pray. Watch this, though. Remember, it says, however, the report went around concerning him all the more, and great multitudes came to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. But even still, with a high demand on him, he did what? Withdrew. It's interesting that the scripture points out that many people came to him to hear him and to be healed. And even though there was a high demand, he still what? He still withdrew to pray, which sets the example right there. Number one, we ought to pray frequently. But number two, don't be too busy serving where you're not praying. And as a matter of fact, Sierra was reading a um, devotion the other day and she showed it to me where it said um, it said some of us are really good at serving God, but not good at our relationship with God. Where we get confused where, well, I'm feeding the homeless. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. It's like, yes, you are great at serving. But your relationship with God, uh, I don't do a whole lot one on one. <laughs> and it convicted me because I can serve with the best of them. Oh, Rick going to work. <laughs> what you want me to do, God? I'm going to do it. 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 What I don't do as often as Jesus said the example was I don't often withdraw myself. 
it's okay if I be transparent, right? Wait till we get to the forgiveness part. That would really be transparent. No, no. <laughs> I'm gonna name names. People I don't like. No, no, no I'm just playing. So, but, 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 but seriously, like, I'm good. At, I'm good at serving. Oh, I'll get anywhere you need me to go. I'll do whatever you need me to do. Oh, yeah, I'll feed these people. I'll do that. I'll give. I'll give. I'll work. I'll work. I'll work. I'll work. What I do not do, the way Jesus said I'm supposed to do, is withdraw myself. That's what I got to work on. You want 2020 go? My 2020 go? Withdraw to pray. Don't withdraw just to withdraw. Don't withdraw to play golf because I'll do that. I do. That's the thing. I got to withdraw to do stuff like that. Don't withdraw to do that. Withdraw to pray. Because that's what Jesus did. And so, and, 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 and so here's the thing. When it says Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness, it's not about like the time. So here's the thing. Like, so, so we'll say, okay, well, in order to be righteous or, or to have your relationship with God, get up early in the morning and pray for 30 minutes before you start your day and then make sure at lunchtime you got. Like, no, no, no. It's not about sketch because then we get into religious and, and, dog, and dogma. Like, like, God can have you in a moment where he's waking you up early in the morning to pray. But at the same time, for me, he's not doing that. So you can't tell me, well, you know what? If you get up at 5 in the morning and start your prayer thing, I'm telling you, it's going to change your life. It might. The whole point is he often did it. Truth be told, some of us aren't sharp in the morning. We're just not. And if I get up and start praying at 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm just going to be babbling stuff. I'm going to be doing it just to do it. As opposed to waking up, thank you, God, for waking me up. I'm going to hit the shower, and I got you in the car. And we get in the car, and we going in. You know what I mean? Because that's where we do our thing. But the point is, is all, see, the thing is, yeah, I'm the pastor. I can't tell you how to pray or when to pray. That's right. You got the, because that's you and God. We want to get in that when Jesus shows us through this model prayer. That's not me and God trying to help you. Right. That's not, a, y'all got to do that. Right. If it works for y'all at 5 in the morning, right. perfect. And the, or 5 p.m., or as you're eating, or in your car, or you're doing this. But I will tell you this, I can't tell you when, but I can't tell you it should be often. Yeah, yeah. Because Jesus withdrew often. It's not an event that we start and stop. That prayer is continual. That conversation is continual. It's not, it's not something that I'm just going to stop and start. Well, let me stop. Let me start prayer. Well, let me stop prayer. Like, no, 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 no. It's continual. I get up in the morning. Thank you, God, for waking me up. Thank you. I got everything I need. I got this job I'm going to. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Going about my morning and putting my clothes on, getting in the car. God, man, I, this thing is on my heart right now. And I got, you know, it's this continual conversation. I don't, so when I'm, so when Sierra and I are hanging out together for, on a full day, I don't say, okay, Sierra, it's time to start conversation. So, like, that's not how we start to talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I'm walking in the room and I see my brother Jason, you know, I dap him up. Yo, what's going on? How's it? We just start. Okay, mom, it is now time for us to talk. Let's have a conversation. Like that's like no one does that, but yet we think with prayer we have you know what I mean? Like no, it's not that way. No, don't end it. Continuous the whole time, the whole time. Okay, here we go. So 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 we see that number one, the fact that Jesus prayed emphasizes the fact that we need to pray, right? We're talking about patterns, so we need to pray. And not only do we need to pray, we need to pray often. Don't get too busy. Again, this is me. Even if it's serving God, to where you don't withdraw, right? Okay, here we go. Um, then Jesus sets the example on how to pray. Let's go to Luke 11. Now here you go. Uh, 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 verse 1. Now it came to pass as he was praying what in a certain place. Again, setting the tone that here Jesus is again what? Praying. It starts out this way. Now it came to pass as he was what? Praying in a certain place, uh, a place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. 
as John also taught his disciples. In some translations, it says, he said, teach us how to pray. Some said, teach us to pray. Um, there's a little difference in both, um, but they're kind of the same thing, like teach us how to pray, like teach us to pray the way that you're praying. Because again, these weren't men that were foreign to prayer, but there was clearly something different about the way Jesus prayed. So men who have seen people pray before, he said the way John the Baptist taught his, so who have seen prayer before, wouldn't be wouldn't be far off saying or assuming that they have prayed themselves before. Right. Some reason asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, because apparently he was doing it differently. Right, that's true. Right? Yeah. Have you so like 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 uh, an example would be like if you if you've been doing your own hair and you see someone else's hair and you're like I want my hair to look like this like yo teach me how to do that teach me how to braid like that right, right, right. because you're doing something different. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Right. And so it's like, show me how to do what you're doing. Right. Right. So they saw him praying and like, teach us to pray. Not only as far as like them, him showing them how to pray, but they must have saw miracles and stuff come after mm -hmm. he prayed. Things mm -hmm. happened when Jesus prayed. So that's probably why they want to teach us to make this stuff come to pass. Because mm -hmm. other people were praying in the synagogues or whatever, and they didn't see anything. Right. So when Jesus prayed, things happened. Exactly. Yeah. And so they saw some difference in the way he prayed. So this is what he says when he says, teach us how to pray. Uh, uh, verse 3, he said to them, when you pray, say. I'm going to stop right there. I grew up Catholic, right? I do not demean anybody for praying this word for word. <laughs> because Jesus told them, when you pray, say. And then he goes through the prayer. <laughs> some of us, we might actually do better off if we just say the words Jesus said in this prayer and then instead of sitting there saying some of the foolishness we say when we pray. Sometimes you don't need to call the pastor to pray. Sometimes just open up Luke 11 and read the words that Jesus said. I mean, again, Jesus says, when he said to them, when you pray, say. Okay, so Jesus set an example for what to say. Tell them, say this. So there's, a re again, a pattern. There's a reason why he's telling them to do this, right? Here we go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us uh, day by day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Here we go. So that's what Jesus told them how to pray. Here's what we learn from the Lord's Prayer. Number one, he is showing us, this is the pattern, right? He is Again, he says, say this. Now, he's not saying only say, you know, obviously you can pray your own prayer. You can say, you know, you know what I mean? But here's there's something in the pattern, right? There's something in the pattern that he says this. Number one, he talks about position. He says, our father. We have to realize how radical that is. Because remember, back, they're still technically Old Testament. Right, that's right. right. That's true. There was nothing close and mushy in relationship about God in the Old Testament. Right. Not at all. Right. He only literally dealt with the, he spoke to the prophets, dealt with the priests. Right. Everybody else falling along with what they say. <laughs> so for Jesus to say, approach God and call him your father. Revolutionary. Crazy. He's talking about relationship, our position now. He's, he's, he's actually introducing us to what this new kind of relationship past religion is going to look like. Through prayer. It's like, let's say, our Father. It's very possible that the way Jesus would even speak to God was different to them. Yeah. Which is why I said, teach us how to pray like that. Yeah. 
Imagine they probably prayed and never said father. Right. Who knows? Right. It might have been most high God, yeah. most all powerful God. They never said, maybe never said father. But Jesus starts right there with position. Come on, y'all. We just read the Bible. Here we go. He said, our father. Because, uh, uh, again, remember, up to this point, it wasn't it was Old Testament. Right. OK, here we go. Then he goes with our disposition or our inner attitude towards God. Watch this. He said, hallowed be thy name. Now, remember, here's what's interesting about him saying this. He says, our father. But then he holds esteem and reverence to, to God's name. Hallowed be thy name. Right. Why is that important? Because sometimes the closer we get to people, the less respect we seem to have. Come on. The more familiar we are with somebody, the more for granted we'll take them. That's right. Y'all know that term. Y'all know that, that phrase, familiarity breeds content? Yeah. It's true. Oh, when you first come around, oh, we love them, and blah, blah, and then they pat you on the back, and you this, and you that, you're the best thing since sliced bread, but then when they get comfortable with you. Yeah. That's when people talk about, you know, um, you know, the people dating and stuff like that. It's like, well, just wait, just see, see how you treat one another, you know, once you're comfortable. Because that's going to tell. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because people act different when they're comfortable. And so Jesus is like, yes, our Father who art in heaven. He's our father in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Mm-hmm. There's still that reference, though, that reverence. That's right. Like, yes, he's close. Yes, he's our father. Oh, but don't take it for granted. There's still need to be reverence there. Right. This is way too important. Yeah. We have to remember the reverence, just a reverence for God. Yes, Watch this. Watch this. Uh, 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 turn to Habakkuk 2.20. Don't be afraid to use your... Um, <laughs> Don't be afraid to use the uh, the the table of contents. I use that. I use mine all the time too. Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Come on, you you must be reading it already. When you get there, let me know. When you get there, let me know. Who's there? You did Habakkuk two twenty. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. Come on. But the Lord is in his temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. Let all the earth keep what? Silent. Why? Because the Lord is here. Somebody go to uh, 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 Ecclesiastes 5.1. I might get there. Ecclesiastes 5.1. Walk prudently when you go to the house of God. And draw near to hear rather than to give the sacrifice of fools, uh, for they do not know how, uh, that they do evil. He says, uh, do not be rash with your mouth and let not your heart utter anything hastily before God. Oh, don't talk too fast before God. You hear this? No, listen. He says, don't be rash with your mouth and let not your heart utter anything hastily before God. Here we go. For God is in heaven and you on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Y'all, we talk too much in church. <laughs> I get it. Because we like, we want to sing, want to jump. Wanna da, 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 and yes, do it, do it, do it, do it. Sometimes we need to be quiet. Y'all, there are going to be times we're going to come to impact and we're going to be quiet. Amen. I don't know how long. We're going to come in here and sit down. <laughs> we ain't going to say nothing because the Lord is in his place. Which includes when we're praying, doing our prayer time. Mm-hmm. Yes, we need to take, bring our petitions to God and pray, but we also need to listen mm-hmm. to what is he telling us. Absolutely. 100%. 
He said, who? So Habakkuk 2.20 said, the Lord is in his temple, right? Uh, uh, let the whole earth be what? Silent before him, right? Then we just read Ecclesiastes. Uh, 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 verse 2, don't be rash with your mouth. Don't let your heart utter anything hasty before God, for God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Let my words be few. <laughs> God is here. Let the whole earth be silent. <laughs> I mean, I saw the Grand Canyon. I thought that was breathtaking. <laughs> well, I have nothing to say. Wow. But sometimes we get in this thing and all we do, blah, 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 blah. Talk, 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 talk. And it's a time for it. Absolutely. It says, hallowed be thy name. Let me be quiet. I'm doing too much. I'm talking too much. I need to wake up and sit in your presence. Instead of running off a whole bunch of stuff that I want. <laughs> you ever talk to somebody who all they do is talk about themselves and stuff they want to talk about? Or ever have a conversation with somebody and everything always comes back to them? Right, right, right. And they just talk, uh, like, you know, and sometimes you're just like, can I just, can I, just, can you hear me? Can I just, can I just say something to get it in? Like, I know, you know, you got it, you know, I know, I know, you, 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 I get it, 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 I get it. but I got something I'd like to say. What if God felt like that? Like every time I come around Rick, he always got something to say. All he does is talk about himself. That's about. He always talks. He's sitting, be quiet for me. That's right. Can you be quiet? Yeah. Yep, always oh, Always. Or complaining. Yep. Wow. All right, here we go. Now remember, I wrote I read those from the Old Testament, right? Now we're in New Testament. We're New Testament church, right? But understand that our reverence for God has not changed. Our position, right, our position has changed, but our disposition towards him has not. I mean, it's the same thing like Molly had talked about um, uh, 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 kids. I mean, Manny right now is is my son. He's seven. Now, when he turns 25, our, our dynamics has changed because he's a grown-up now. He's got to make certain decisions. I shouldn't be telling him, Manny, you got to get in the shower. <laughs> I shouldn't have to help him get dressed. You know what I mean? Like, that stuff shouldn't happen at 25 or at 35, right? But I'm still his dad, right? So his disposition towards me should still be like, you ask my dad, I'm not going to disrespect him. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my mother. I'm not going to, uh, you know what I mean? I'm not going to go there. Disposition has not changed. Position, right. yes. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, we go to him, our father, mm. but we still revere his name. Hallowed be thy name. That's right. <laughs> you, like, we cool, right. but I'm not comfortable where I disrespect you. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, uh, um, then Jesus goes, um, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth that is, is in heaven. He marks priority here. Right? Now, here we go. Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this. He hasn't asked for anything yet. <laughs> okay? So, just, just say it. I'm just, just take note. He will ask for something, but he hasn't asked yet. Here we go. He says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus right here marks that the top priority for us is God's kingdom. Because you got to remember, remember we did a whole thing on the kingdom of God and we talked about Jesus in right. the, the kingdom and how it was his top priority. All right, here we go. Let somebody go to Luke 4, 43. This ain't too much Bible page turning for y'all, is it? Okay, just want to make sure. Luke 4, 43. I'll even read it. I'm there. Um, so he says, uh, but he said to them, this is Jesus, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, because for this is the purpose I have been sent. 
What do you say his purpose that he's been sent? To preach the kingdom of God. So he's setting the priority. So we remember, kingdom was the high priority for Jesus. This is why he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Maybe we don't pray kingdom early enough because kingdom ain't our top priority. That's true. He he prayed his mission. Our Father art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. He said, that's the mission I was sent, to preach the kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? Again, more kingdom stuff. Uh, Luke 8, 1. This is Jesus. Got to establish the fact that the kingdom was his top priority. Now, it came to pass afterwards that he went through every city and village, preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. This is what he did. Because remember, we said then when Jesus went and was healing people and touching people, like we can look at all those things as separate events and pull things from them. But we got to understand that's all kingdom stuff. Yeah. Lady with the issue of blood, that's kingdom. Leprosy, that's kingdom. The woman who was caught in adultery, he forgave her, that's kingdom. He's teaching us kingdom principles. We talked about that in the kingdom lesson. But again, this is him establishing the priority of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Praying God's will down here on, on, on earth, mm-hmm. right? So he sets the priority, kingdom first. The next one. Oh, this is kind of like preachy. I said position, disposition, priority, petition. Um, so now we go to petition. This is when he asks for something. He said, give us this day our daily bread. So he, he does ask for something. And again, we're going to get to requests and, and, and things that we may need and, and things that we desire and, and praying to God. We're going to talk about that in biblical, in, in, in biblical examples of prayer, right? But when Jesus, in his prayer, when he said pray like this, when it got to asking... He asks for what I need today. For today. What I need for today. Daily. Like, give me this day, my daily. Now, you got to remember, Jesus is the one who said, you know, foxes have holes, birds have nests, but I have nowhere to lay my head. Mm-hmm. He was living a little differently than we live. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, most of us can wake up in the morning and skip this part of the prayer. Mm-hmm. Give us this day, our daily, because he already provided it for us. Can wake up in the morning, can look in the refrigerator, can look in the closet, can look in the bank account. It may just be $25, but it's something in there. It's, it's enough for today. Give us this day our daily bread. That's all he said when it came to asking for something. Again, he said, when you pray, pray like this. Not, Lord, give me what I need for next Friday. Oh, God, I really want to go on this beach vacation this summer. Please provide it, please provide it, please provide it, please provide it. No, 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 no. Asking for what I want six months from now. No, no, no. He said, give me today. <laughs> give me my husband. Give me my wife. He said, give us this day our daily bread. Give me today what I need. And if that's our perspective, most of us can truly say, I have what I need. Because I got enough for today. Ain't that something? Jesus said, he got to the petition, and it was, give me today what I need, what, for today. Then we get to, I'm sorry, you about to say something? Then he gets to, um, um, uh, uh, to, to pardon. He says, and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Number one, it's not salvation. No, that's already taken care of. But it's a reminder, he says, when you pray, pray like this. Remember, Jesus prayed often. So when you pray, make sure you ask for forgiveness of sin. Because remember, Jesus knew no sin. 
right. So he's modeling this prayer for them because Jesus never sinned. Jesus never had to ask for forgiveness. Right. But he says, you, when you pray, pray like this. And he gets to what? Uh, and forgive us of our sins. Yes. As a reminder, we all sin and we all need forgiveness. And then he says, as we forgive those who trespass against us. That's why I struggle. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, like anybody else, like sometimes there's some people and some offenses that are easier to forgive. And there's some where it's hard. Yeah. Just straight up. But Jesus was clear about the fact that if we don't forgive others, the Father will not forgive us. That's true. <laughs> I mean, ain't nothing I can do about that. Do I like that? No. That's what I call an inconvenient truth. <laughs> well, that's what Al Gore calls an inconvenient truth. But I like to take that for other things. That's an inconvenient truth. It's inconvenient to me that if I don't forgive somebody, that the Father won't forgive me. That's inconvenient. But it's a sign of growth. Right. As we are able to forgive others. Mm -hmm. And not just for those little small uh, 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 incidents, but even for the large ones. Mm -hmm. Yes, when we get to the point where we can forgive folks for large or big Mm -hmm. or grievous, Mm -hmm. great, you know, uh, large griefs, then we can see that we are actually growing. We're becoming more like Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. (laughs) <laughs> then he says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Right Now, this is not to say that God tempts us, because the Bible is clear that God is not tempted by evil, nor does he tempt any man with evil, but we're tempted when we're drawn away with our own lust. This is more so, this is more so an acknowledgement that I need your help not to fall into temptation. Right, right, right. Right? Mm-hmm. Because, again, God isn't tempted by evil. He doesn't tempt man by evil, but man is only tempted when, it's, when, when he's drawn away by his own lust. That's what the Bible says. But it's just saying, I am incapable of not following my own lusts. So I need you to lead me not into temptation. <laughs> right. Because some, cause, cause here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because we'll be tempted and, and it's drawn out by our own lust, but we'll lead ourselves to temptation. We'll go through a certain thing, like, I know this is trouble, I know it's trouble, I know it's trouble, and we'll go anyway. It's like, and Paul had experience with that. He said, the good that I want to do, I don't do. The good that I, that I, that I, and the bad that I don't want to do, I still do it. Yeah. And it can be confusing. It's like, gosh, I don't want to do this. But then there's something in me that does want to do this, but I do want to, I don't want to do it, but I do want to do it. Yeah. That's that struggle. It's just, and so, and lead me, and lead me not into temptation. So it's saying, I don't have the ability on my own to avoid or not walk towards temptation. So I need you to lead me not to temptation. Instead, but deliver us from evil. But deliver us from what? From evil. Jesus says, this is how we pray. 